This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. preparing to minister tonight as I was going back through my notes you know you can just see how God is preparing his people how God's preparing Passion Church by the words that he brings to us through our pastors so you see that theme you know of what he's doing and even going back years you can see the theme from where he's brought us from and the trail that he's got us on the path that he's got us on father it's such a good plan but, you know, back in October, Pastor started talking to us about, you know, he, the, the, the biblical calendar, the new year starts in October 1, ends in September. So October, he said, you know, we started a new seven-year cycle, you know, and also a new 50-year, uh, new 50 years. But, you know, he, he always, uh, Pastor always talks about he's a numbers guy. So a new seven-year cycle last year was a year of rest, you know, where we didn't really work as much but now we're back in a new year it's time to work you know so it's time to work the word so to speak and then so he told us you know that this was a year that we were to possess and it made me think about the story of uh, Caleb and the spies you know going into the into the promised land to spy it out so let's go to numbers 13 and um, if you can put it up in the message Bible back there I'd appreciate it if there's anybody back there. And I've started reading the Message Bible, right? You know, Pastor's been talking to us about getting a plan to read your Bible, read through the Bible in a year. So Roger and I have committed this year to read through the Bible in the Message Translation. And um, Kenneth Copeland, we're partners with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and they do a free calendar every year where they send the calendar out to you, and they have the daily Bible plan on the calendar, so we can just mark it off every day, you know. But, but we're doing it in the Message Bible. And I tell you, it's, it's, it's good to do it in different versions, I think. But the message is very plain, and Pastor said last week, you know, he likes it because it's just plain, everyday language. And it is. So I'm going to read this not the whole story y'all know what happened you know Moses sent them to spy out the land and uh, they came back with different reports so we're going to start in verse 26 and it says we went to the land to which you sent us and oh it does flow with milk and honey just look at this fruit remember they had brought back grapes so big that they had to put it on a pole and it took two men to carry them he said just look at this fruit the only thing is that the people who live there are fierce. Their cities are huge and well fortified. Worse yet, we saw descendants of the giant Anak. Amalekites are spread out in the Negev. Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites hold all the hill country. And the Canaanites are established on the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan. So they started out talking about what a good land it was, flowing with milk and honey, and the fruit, how good it was. And then they got into fear. They got into looking at the other stuff in the natural. So they were telling Moses, oh, we, it's, we, we can't. And so look what Caleb did. He interrupted. He interrupted them and called for silence. Can't you just see him? Now, this is not just 25 people gathered around Moses. This is all the people, you know, of Israel gathered around to hear the report. And so Caleb just, he gets right in the middle of them and just interrupts them and calls for silence before Moses and said, you know, let's go up and take the land. He saw the same thing, didn't he? Didn't he go to the same place that the rest of the spies went? So he saw the same things. But he went in there knowing what God had said, didn't he? He knew God said, that's your land. I'm going to give you that land. So what he saw in the natural didn't move him. But the other people, you know, they said we can't attack those people they're way stronger than we are they spread scary rumors among the people of, of Israel now 
listen, this is the spies spreading scary rumors throughout the people to get them stirred up. Amen? You ever had anybody to spread rumors about you? Facebook? Text messaging? Internet? See it all the time. People just blast people, getting someone to stir something up, spread rumors around. And so they said, we scouted out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows people whole. Everybody we saw was huge. While we, we saw the Nephilim giants, the Anak giants came from the Nephilim. Alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers, and they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. So that's what they were saying to the people trying to get them stirred up, spreading rumors, amen. But Caleb said, let's go, we can do it. Who was on his side? God was on his side, and he knew it. Who was on the other people's side? Who was stirring all that up? The enemy. Satan was the one that wants to stir. When there's strife, does it come from God? No. Strife always comes from the enemy. I don't care if it's between a husband and a wife if it's between a, man, a, a son and a daughter, if it's between church people, strife is from the enemy. It's never from God. Amen? We should avoid strife at all costs. We should not allow strife to enter into our house, enter into our property in any manner. Amen? So if you want to possess something, if you wanted to possess a thing, what would you do? Make a plan. Make a plan. Sonia, when you were going to get a new car, you checked them out, didn't you? You went looking, didn't you? Test drove them. Got it in your mind what you wanted. Tried to figure out what benefits you wanted in that car, right? So if we have a promised land, and we do, don't we? Didn't God promise us some things in this book? This is our promised land. Every promise in here is available to us to step into, to possess that land. So we need to be checking out these promises. You know, if I want something, when I want to buy something I've never had before, I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to go look at reviews. I'm going to see what people are writing and saying about it, you know. So we need to look at this book. We need to find out the reviews of this book, the testimonies of the success. Did they go into the promised land? Caleb did. Amen? They did possess the land. They made it. The promise was true. Everything that's in this book is promised because we are heirs of Abraham, right? But if we don't know it's there, we can't go in and possess it. Y'all remember I told you about when I bought my car? You know, it had, that Cadillac has got lots of bells and whistles, and I still don't even know what all they do, you know? But when Leanne bought her new car... And she testified about her favorite thing about that car was the fact that she could connect it to her phone and she could just push a button and dial and talk on the phone. And I told Roger, I said, you know, my car will do that. I just need to figure out how to do it. Got the book out, read the directions, read the instruction book, sat down, followed the steps, followed the commandments, and did it. So now I have that benefit. But before, the benefit was still there. I just was not walking in it. I was not taking advantage of it. I was not living in it because I didn't do what had to be done to get there. Amen? There's promises in this book that God's got laid out for us, paid for by the blood of Jesus, pricely paid for with a high price. The blood of Jesus laid out for us, and he tells us in here what we need to do to step into it, to possess it to walk in it, to live in it, to be it in this book. But we have to do what the instruction book says. Amen? If we want to possess it, we've got to do some things. We've got to check it out. You know, if we were going to do something in the natural, we'd be price shopping. We'd be looking for which is the best deal. You know, we'd be all about it. We'd spend hours of time. I've done it. I've spent hours of time on my little phone or on my tablet or whatever, looking at stuff that I was wanting, planning for my future. Uh -huh. Amen? Amen. How, much hour, how many hours of time do we spend planning for our future in here? Because this is our future. Amen? Amen. This is where we want to get to. 
what we see in here. This is our mirror. This is our promised land that we're going to. If we spend as much time shopping in this book, in this catalog, as we did sometimes on Amazon, whew, where would we be now? Amen. And you know, I heard on the radio yesterday that Amazon is, they did the ratings, you know, every year. Amazon is number one again as far as the retail sales. Amazon's still number one. Apple bumped down to number five, just for y'all Apple people out there. But, you know, we, we spend a lot of time trying to get our things, our things that we want, you know. Well, God wants us to have those things, but we wouldn't have to be in strife. We wouldn't have to have hardship to get it. We wouldn't have to go through all that we go through in the natural if we trust Him and do it His way. Do it His way. Amen? So when you want things and you want to see them on display, you know, you may go to a, a shop or somewhere and they've got all this laid out. Well, this one's got this. How many of you have bought a cell phone, smartphone? You go to the phone store. Well, this one's got this feature and this one's got this feature and this one's got this feature. You know, you have to decide which features do you want. Which promises do you want? What promises are you not walking in? We're all walking in some of our promises, we know. Amen? But we're not walking in all of them yet. So what promises are we missing out on? What promises have we not possessed yet? And let's get on that path. Let's get on that road. Amen? Ooh, it's a good thing when you can, you can have everything this book says. But when you don't know that your car has that ability... When you don't know, you have the promise of prosperity and health and well-being. Gold and silver is God's. He owns everything, right? And we're his children. How many of you give bad things to your kids? No. God is a good, good father. And he wants to be a father to us. He's our Abba. He's our daddy. He wants to see us walking in everything that he planned for us and everything that he paid for us to have. You know, just like, you know, Ron and Roger were talking about Jake. You know, we, he's our son, and we, we want him to have the best of things. We want him to have, you know, financial prosperity. We want him to have health, you know. And we're a natural mom and dad. How much so does our Heavenly Father that forfeited and gave up and sacrificed his best for us to have that? Mm, he wants us to be in the promised land, everything that he planned for us. Amen? Because we're his chosen. He chose you. He chose you to be his child. Amen? So look into his word and find those promises. Possess them. They're already paid for. You know, they're ours to possess. You know, you have to have trust and belief in the gift as well as the gifter. Now, if I... If somebody... I'll use Roger as an example. Recently, he was gifted with a, a vehicle. Now, he doesn't have the title to that car. Is that car yours? No. Has it been given to you? Yes. Do you own it? I don't have the title. But do you own it now? Is it yours? I drive it. Yeah. <laughs> it that car's yours. Yeah. It was given to you. Yeah. It was given to you. Yeah. Do you trust the giver? Your aunt, do you trust that your aunt wanted you to have that or do you think she's going to come and take it back from you? No. You trust that your aunt gave you that gift. Right. So you trust the gifter. Right. We have to trust the gifter. Yeah. Amen? Do, we, don't, we don't believe that God's going to give us something just to let us have it for a few weeks and then take it away. He doesn't give us salvation and then take it back. He doesn't give us wholeness and take it back. He, we have to trust the gifter. Not in the gift, but in the gifter. When he gives us those gifts, it's permanent because he wants us to have them. He wants them to change our life, to affect our life. He wants us to use them for his glory. He wants us to use them to show people he's a good daddy. He wants us to have them and put them on display for people to see. My daddy gave me this and he wants to give you one too. All you have to do is follow the instructions. Amen. Trust the gifter. Amen? The promises are a gift to us. They're a gift to us. So let's see a little bit about who he is. You know, 1 John 4, 17 tells us that God is love. 
Now, we talk a lot about love around here. Do we really understand what love is? I think we're getting a clearer revelation of the love of God and how much he loves us, but I can't say that if God asked me to put Jake on this altar and sacrifice him for somebody else's life, that I could do it. You know, I haven't come into an experience of that type of love yet, but I know that's the kind of love Daddy has. That's him. He is love. Let's go to 1 John 3, 1. In the Message Bible, it says, What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. Amen? What a marvelous love he has for us that we can be his children. You know, children have benefits. I don't care what you say. Children have benefits. Little Andy's got benefits, doesn't he? He's growing up in a home where he's going to be gifted with a lot of things because he's your son. How much more does our daddy in heaven want to give us those benefits? Amen? Let's go to Deuteronomy 8. Y'all tell me if I need to slow down. I know I got you flipping. Deuteronomy 8, verse 7. Oh, let me do one first. It says, Keep and live out the entire commandment that I'm commanding you today. Now, that was the instruction. That was the instruction sheet that we pull out. Keep and live out the entire commandment that I'm commanding you today so that you'll live and prosper and enter and own the land. Now, is that a promise? (laughs) It's a promise I want to grab hold to, you know? If I keep his entire commandments, I'll live and prosper and enter and own the land. Amen. You know, we can own Alexander City. The Christians can own the land. The Christians can own the school system. The Christians can own the medical community. We can possess the land because we have the promise and we keep the commandments, but we got to know the gifter enough to have confidence in the gifter that if we go out and we say a thing and declare a thing, that it's going to happen. We can declare that Alexander City will be a righteous city. We can declare no weapons formed against Alexander City can prosper. We can declare in our school systems no drugs, no guns, no violence, and our daddy will make sure that happens. Amen? Isn't that a promise to us? We can possess the land. When I'm talking about, when he's talking about land, he's not talking about a piece of ground, a piece of dirt. He's talking about the land that you're in. Possess the land wherever you are, on your job. You know, I testified the other week about governor saying, state of Alabama employees, he was going to promote for them to have a raise, a cost of living raise. Haven't had one in years. Well, I'm just bold enough to believe that it's because I've been declaring raises and bonuses. Amen? You can't tell me it ain't because of me. Now, he's got other children doing the same thing, but I know I'm doing it, and I trust the gifter, and I believe he's going to do it. Amen? And I'm going to testify about it when it happens. Won't he do it? Amen. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And then on down in verse 7, it tells us that God is about to bring you into a good land. Now, do y'all want to be brought into a good land? Well, if you don't know where you're going, you can't be brought into it. If you can't see it, if you can't think about it, if you can't talk it, if you can't expect it, if you, you can't be brought into it. If you're just living your life willy-nilly, day to day, Whatever happens, happens. No plan for the future. No thought about what what your purpose is. No plan for what you can do to serve God. No plan for what you can do to possess the land for Christianity. If you're just living your life that way, do you think God's going to bring you into that good land? No. We've got to do some things. We've got to declare some things. We've got to believe some things. We've got to expect some things because our God can do it. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. 
Yes, he will. Amen. So he gave us the instructions, right? Follow the commandments. Possess the land. He's going to bring us into the land. And we'll live prosperously. Amen? Amen. We'll own the land. So let's check out the promises in his word. You know, pastor has been telling us, you know, we, back in October he started setting the, setting the groundwork for this year, a year of work, a year to put our hands to things, a year to pray, a year to be in the word, a year to... So now he's talking about, you know, he just finished up the four foundation, the four cornerstones of the foundation, daily Bible reading, daily prayer, church, and serving God. Those are the foundations to get us to what's already been promised us back in October that this is a year to possess the land. Your land's different from my land. Everybody's land is different. But we all have a promised land to possess this year. And pastor's trying to show us and show us and teach us how to get there, how to possess it. But if you don't do it, if we don't do what the, what the cost of, if we don't do the instructions, we can't get into the promised land. I'm excited about what's happening, what God's doing, what God's showing us, what he's telling us through our pastors and through the word and through everything that's going on at Passion Church. I'm excited about it because he's on the move with us, taking us somewhere. Amen? Woo, he's a good God. He's a good God. But you can't possess what you don't know about. You can't possess what you don't know about. Amen? So we got to get into the Word. Find out what is meant for us, you know. Find out what is meant, you know, for your promised land. And, you know, around here we've talked a whole lot about words, about the power of the spoken Word. Amen? We've talked about words frame our world. We've been learning about that and getting that deep within our spirit for a few years now. So I don't think we doubt that words are powerful. Maybe we doubt that our words are powerful. Maybe we think somebody else's words are powerful. But your word is powerful. Amen? As long as you're saying this word, because this word is what's got the power in it. Amen? So we've been learning about words. And remember what the, what the spies did? When they went to check out Canaan, what kind of words did the other spies come back with? They're too big. The land just swallows people up there. They're going to kill you. It's got good fruit. It's got flowing with milk and honey, but we can't go in there. You can't be prosperous. You can't own a business. You come from poor. You're always going to be poor. You're not going to prosper. What do you mean? Well, you can't, you can't live in divine health. You're sick. Your family's always been sick. Spreading rumors, stirring up strife. You can't possess no promised land. You need, to, you need to get out of that church where they talk about all that faith stuff, talking in tongues. That's, that's from the devil. Stirring things up. See, all the other people are going to say words to try to get you off track, to get your eyes and ears listening to them when your eyes and ears need to be listening to this, amen, so that you can possess. How many of you here believe you can possess the land? Amen. We can possess our land. We release faith with our words. Amen. So faith, Roger, would you go to 3 John 2 in the Amplified? We release faith with our words. You know, we do that declaration when we do the offering every, every meeting, and those words are coming true in my life because I expect it. Amen. You know, Amen. I'm expecting raises and bonuses and promotion and checks in the mail and debt, bills paid off and debts demolished. I'm expecting it. You know, God is my financial advisor. He'll not lead me wrong. Amen? So I say it, and I believe it when I say it. I hope y'all are getting down into that and believing it with me. For your life, amen? 3 John 2, Roger, read it in the Amplified. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul Beloved, that's who we are. That song we sing, that's who we are. He's a good, good daddy. We're his beloved. 
And he wants what? Above all what? That we would prosper. That our body would keep well. Doesn't say, doesn't say that he wants our body to get healed every time we get sick. Said he wants our body to keep well. Keep well. Amen? So let's talk about that. That's a, that's a promised land. Keeping well is a promised land. Let's use that as an example. So if I'm going to keep well, if that's my promised land that I want to walk in, I have to do the daily doables, right? I have to read my word. I have to be in prayer. I have to be at church. I have to serve God. And then I have to do in the natural what I have to do to keep well. I need to eat right. I need to exercise. I need to drink water. I need to not take drugs. I need to not smoke, not drink alcohol, not smoke marijuana, not go to the club, not stay up till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and then get in the bed and sleep three hours. I need to do things to keep well, to go to my promised land of keeping well, right? That's the same principle with every promise in the Word. You grab that, that Word, that's your goal, that's your promised land. What do I need to do to get there? All right, what was the next thing? Mm. Our soul keeps well. Our soul keeps well. Now, what is our soul? Our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? So how do we keep our mind well? Keep it stayed upon the Word. Keep our eyes fixed and focused on God and on His promises. Amen? Keep strife away from you. Declare, I have the mind of Christ. Amen? Declare some things about your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, the will, the fleshly will, to me, that's the, that's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing. You know? But So if I'm going to possess that, I've got to do some things that are going to take me into that possession. He says I can possess my will. He says I can have dominion over my flesh. Right? The Word says that. He tells us to have dominion over all the earth. We have dominion over the enemy. Amen? So if we want to walk in that dominion, though, we've got to do the doables. All right, Roger, what else did it say? prospers. So not only does your soul keep well, but it said for your soul to prosper. Now, what does prospering mean? Does it mean going backwards? Does it mean it prospering means to flourish, to go forward, to have more of an abundance, more than enough. So if your soul is to prosper, that means your mind, your will, your emotions are to be more than enough. Not only do you have a sound mind and have the mind of Christ, you have a creative mind. You could write books and be prosperous. You could create an invention and be prosperous. You could do so your mind needs to prosper. You could go to school and be an A-plus student and get a degree and end up prospering. So, you know, the promises are unlimited. It's what are you going to declare over yourself? What are you going to declare? Pastor believes that verse for every one of us. You know, we spent probably close to a year on that verse right there. Several years, many years ago when they first came here to get that deep down inside of us. That that was God talking to us through John but saying, Beloved, I pray above all things. One version says, I pray above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Grab that. If there's no other verse that you can get a hold to right now, get a hold of that verse because it covers. It covers everything. Amen? So he's been, pastor's been feeding us the Word, all of the Word, you know, to get us to where that Scripture is manifesting in every one of our lives. Amen? And become alive in us. Alive, alive, as he likes to say. 
So we have to believe it first on the inside. If we read that and we think, I can't prosper, I'll never prosper, you know, my body's sick, it's hurting right now. What are they talking about? You're being health. I can't be in health. If you can be in sickness, you can be in health. Amen? It's a choice. It's a choice we get up and make every day. You know, God's really been dealing with me over the last several, several months about being in health. You know, and that's, it's become a passion of mine to learn and to think about being in health. You know, tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to be 61 years old. I take no medicine. I have a perfect blood pressure, a perfect blood sugar. I've not been, I don't go to the doctor. I hadn't been to the doctor in I don't know how many years since I had my last kidney stone and I was in the emergency room, I reckon. But I declared some things over that. You know, so, I mean, I think I'm in pretty good shape for 61, except I'm fat. And I'm getting, I'm getting control of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm getting control of that. So, divine health. I don't want to have to look for my healing all the time. I want to walk in divine health. This church, I want to have the healing anointing, and I believe that my hands have healing anointing because the healing anointing has been prophesied to our pastors who are over this flock, over me, and that anointing flows down to me and through me. So every one of you have the power to walk through the crowds and lay your hands on the sick and see them recover because you have the anointing in you. He lives in you. He moves in you. You should have your being in Him so that everywhere you go, you're constantly aware of only Him. Not anything else, but only Him. Who do I speak to? Who do I touch? Who do I go to today, Lord? And let Him work because it's His power. It's nothing we can do. We can't do a darn thing. But He can do all things through us because He strengthens us. I can't do nothing. I, my flesh gets tired, you know. But He is my strength. But we have to crucify that flesh and say, get up, get up. And, you know, pastors lead that uh, example to us and he's, it, he encourages me to hear him say how he has to fight his flesh to get up in the morning and have his time with God. That encourages me. I'm thankful that he does it because I know he's hearing from God for me. I know he's interceding for me because he's, he's the shepherd over my soul, but it encourages me in the natural. If he can do it, I can do it. Amen? And that's the way we should think about everything in this word. If Jesus could do it, I can do it. Because who lives in us? Jesus lives in us. Amen? And he's well able. So as I was looking through my notes the other night, I, I, and I've written this through my notes several times, I must have a steady stream of God's word for this process of my soul prospering to happen. Y'all need to write that down. Get it in your mind. Think about it and then declare it every day. I must have, I must have a steady stream of God's Word, amen, for this process of 3 John 2 to happen in my life, for me to possess that land, that promised land, for me to possess that, I have to have a steady stream of God's Word every day, every day. And then what? I'll possess. I'll possess, amen. So pastor's been talking about those cornerstones. The first one, the word. Our soul must prosper and then we can prosper in things around us and be in health. Then we can prosper in health. Amen? I declare I prosper in health. That might be one of our confessions that we need to do for ourselves. I prosper in my health. Amen? Amen. Do you know what will begin to happen when your soul begins to prosper? You think differently. You act differently. You speak differently. Amen. Everything about you is different. When your soul begins to prosper and you start possessing that land that you've been declaring, there's a difference in you and people recognize it. Amen. You know, I don't say anything. When I go to work 
and I meet people at work. When I first got on this job, and I, I didn't ever talk about, you know, where I went to church or what I did. But you know what? People that curse, if they slip up and say a curse word around me, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. I don't, I've never said anything to them. But they recognize the anointing in me and on me. They recognize who I am. Amen? So when you begin to prosper, you act differently. And then you expect differently. That's why I could say that about Governor Bentley promising us. He didn't promise. He said he wanted, he was going to promote it. I believe the state of Alabama employees are going to get a 4% cost of living increase. I believe it and I expect it. Amen? Because my soul prospers that what I believe, what I pray, what I declare a thing, it happens. Amen? So as you begin to get into this word and see and find your promised land, you know, you, we wish we could just possess them all at one time, but you can't. You know, the land wasn't possessed all at one time. They went step by step, city by city, they had to take, right? They didn't just get the whole promised land. They had to go up to the cities. They had to possess one city and go to another. They got... They got backtracked a little bit too, didn't they? You know, but they possessed. But it was a process. It wasn't a, whoop, I'm going to pick you out of here and transform you over to here and you got it. That's not the way God works. He wants us to have a part in this thing. He could do that. And he has done that with people for certain things. But he wants us to have a, to participate. As Pastor likes to say, we have to participate in this thing. So as you begin to see your promised land and check it out, you've got to check it out. You need to shop around. You need to shop around, you know. And by shopping around, I don't mean go to other churches and shop there and come back. We've all been in other churches. We know what they're selling. We know what they believe. That's my shopping. I ain't shopping nowhere but here where the truth is preached, amen, in this word and here. So shop around. Look, at your, look for your promised land. Make the steps you need to make to get there. Make the changes that you need to make. And you know all the naysayers, they're going to they're gonna chatter. They're going to chatter louder and louder. Facebook's going to be hot off the press. You know, they're going to do all they... What does she think she is talking about? She, can be, she can't walk in help. Ah, let it roll off your back like water. Amen? And remember, all that's from the enemy. Because the enemy doesn't want you possessing anything. He does not want you to have a single one of these promises. And he'll do anything he can to keep you from it. All right, just a few more scriptures. Let's go to Deuteronomy 31. Verse 6. Y'all getting anything out of this? Is it making sense? Read it in the Message Bible. Be strong. Take courage. Don't be intimidated. Don't give them a second thought because God, your God, is striding ahead of you. He is right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. Don't be intimidated. When you see a promise that you want to grab onto and you're going to possess, don't be intimidated by what's going on around you. Don't be intimidated about what people say, what people think. Don't be intimidated. Don't back down. God's going ahead of you. He's right there with you. He'll never leave you. He wants you to possess. You've got to believe that, first off, that he, that he wants you to possess. He does. He wants you to possess. Amen? Now, y'all that know me very much know I've got to get into Deuteronomy 28. I hadn't had a chance to declare it in front of you for a while. So, tonight's your night. Amen? But we're going to do it in the message. Usually I do it in the Amplified, but we're going to go through the message tonight. If, say if. If you listen obediently 
to the voice of God, your God, and heartily obey all his commandments that I command you today, God, your God, will place you on high, high above all the nations of the world. Now let's bring that in today's time. What does that mean, that he's going to place you on high, above all the nations? He's going to place you above the world system. He's going to place you above uh, the world system in finance because there's a great wealth transfer that's promised to us. There's prosperity promised to us, so he's going to set you on high above all that natural stuff because it'll be a supernatural thing. That's up high. Scrubbing and rubbing and, you know, trying to make it on your own and digging through the dirt and str struggling day by day, that's, the, that's man's way. He's going to put you high above that. Amen? All these blessings will come down on you and spread out before you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. So have we, have we responded? That's, remember, there's an if in this. So God's blessing inside the city, God's blessing in the country. Where does that mean? Don't matter where you live. You're blessed because you're God's child and you follow his commandments, right? God's blessing on your children. Amen? So whether they're, quote, walking with God or not, they're blessed because you're blessed. Amen? The promises spread down to them, too. The crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flocks, God's blessing. So what does all that mean? The crops of your land. Now, in the time when this was written, that's how they, that's how they survived. They had crops, they had herds, they had, you know, that's where the, that, that was their finances. So this is saying that you're going to be blessed in whatever you turn your hand to to earn your living. Yeah. Amen? Whether it's as a musician, a preacher, a nurse, a teacher, you know, serving someone, you know, working in the school cafeteria, doesn't matter. Whatever you put your hand to, blessed. God's blessing on your basket and bread bowl. That's your daily provision, every day. So every day they had to, they had to get their bread bowl out and they had to make fresh bread every day to provide for their families, right? So God's saying he's going to bless you every day. You're going to have what you need for your daily sustenance. God's blessing in your coming in, God's blessing in your going out. So it doesn't matter where you are, you're blessed. You know, Gloria Copeland taught a message one time and she talked about the circle of blessing. Because we're a child of God, we have a circle of blessing around us. So a circle, you know, goes all the way around. There's no ending, there's no beginning, and everywhere we go, that circle is going before us. That circle is coming behind us. It's, I think about the children of Israel, you know, how God went before and God went behind. And so that circle of blessing, blessing before us. Blessing behind us. Blessing on our left. Blessing on our right. Amen? God's blessing. So it says, God will defeat your enemies who attack you. They'll come at you on one road and run away on seven roads. Amen? So your enemies, the enemy of poverty, the enemy of religion, the enemy of lack, the enemy of disease, whatever it is, God's going to defeat your enemies who attack you. Amen? God will order a blessing on your barns. <laughs> now, what do you need a barn for? To store things. Whether it's, your, whether it's your tractor, your cows, your horses, whatever, you don't live in the barn. That's your overflow. That's your extra stuff. you got a bunch of them, haven't you? Woo! Three barns. God said he's going to order a blessing on your barns and on your workplaces, wherever you work. He'll bless you in the land that God, your God, is giving you. God will form you as a people holy to him, just as he promised you, if you keep the com commandments of God, your God, and live the way he has shown you. There's that if. It's something we have to do. 
all the people of earth of the earth will see you living under the name of God and hold you in uh, respectful awe. God will lavish you with good things. Children from your womb, offspring from your animals, crops from your land, the land that God promised your ancestors that he would give you. That sounds like overflow to me. Sounds like abundance to me. Amen. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the work that you take in hand. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out a loan. Praise God. Amen. God will make you the head, not the tail. You'll always be the top dog. <laughs> never, on the never the bottom dog. As you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commandments of God, your God, that I am commanding you today. Don't swerve an inch to the right or left from the words that I command you today by going off following and worshiping other gods. Don't go to the left or to the right. Not an inch away from this. That's what I was talking about. This is the road. Not an inch away from this road. Amen? So that's who the gift giver is. Do you trust the gifter? Do you believe that he can give it to you? Do you believe that he wants to give it to you? Amen? With a gifter like that, you can't doubt him. Look at all that that he said he wanted to give you. All that he wants to bless you with. Amen? So that's the only condition that you have is to live by his word. All right? So let's look a minute at what Jesus said. Let's go to Luke 6. We're almost done. A couple more scriptures I want to, you got to hear before we finish. Luke 6, and I'm going to read it in the message, starting in verse 43. All right, the title here is Work the Words into Your Life. Amen? So now this is Jesus. He's been teaching the people, you know. He's been talking about what, you know, the, the goodness and the blessings and all that. But here he says, You don't get wormy apples off of a healthy tree, nor good apples off of a diseased tree. The health of the apple tells the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life-giving lives. You have to begin with your own self. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. Who we are, who are we? We're the beloved. We're his children. We're loved by him. Abba Daddy. Amen? We're Third John 2. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. Why are you so polite with me, always saying, yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but never doing a thing I tell you? These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life. So these words that he is speaking to us are not just mere additions to our life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living, they are foundation words, words to build a life on. Amen? If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. If you don't dig deep into this word, the first time those naysayers come and talk about how you can't do this and you can't do that and you know your mama was this and your daddy was that, you're going to crumble. You've got to build your foundation on this. Amen? But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. I think it's interesting that he said, if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a dumb carpenter. We have to have this word embedded in us, not just to say it. We have to live it. 
It has to be our life. It has to be who we are. Amen? All right. Last, last scripture. Let's go to Psalm 119. You know, Gloria Copeland likes to say, in consistency lies the power. Consistency. Daily, and what's Pastor been talking to us about for weeks and months? Daily, 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 daily in the Word, daily prayer, doing the daily doables. Gloria Copeland says over and over and over, if you listen to her or read her articles at all, inconsistency is where you have the power. So you won't have the power to possess that promise if you're only in here in your Word on Sunday and Wednesday when somebody's preaching it to you. You won't be able to be the beloved prospering in your soul, prospering in your health, prospering financially, if that's all you get. You have to be consistent with the Word. Just like Jesus says, we have to work the Word into our daily lives. Amen? All right, Psalm 119. Let me get there. Y'all know where, that, where that's going. Starting in verse 57. Because, now this is David. Because you have satisfied me, God, I promise to do everything you say. I beg you from the bottom of my heart, smile, be gracious to me just as you promised. When I took a long, careful look at your ways, I got my feet back on the trail you blazed. I was up at once, didn't drag my feet, was quick to follow your orders. The wicked hemmed me in. There was no way out. But not for a minute did I forget your plan for me. There's going to be trouble coming your way. We're not promised an easy life. There's going to be people that come against you. There's going to be attacks from the enemy. It may be sickness. It may be uh, loss of... You may lose everything you've got financially. This is not a promise that you won't never have trouble. The promise is that when you stand, God's always with you. Amen. You can recover all. I get up in the middle of the night to thank you. Your decisions are so right, so true. I can't wait till morning. I'm a friend and a companion of all who fear you, of those committed to living by your rules. Your love, God, fills the earth. Train me to live by your counsel. Be good to your servant, God. Be as good as your word. Train me in good common sense. I'm thoroughly committed to living your way. Before I learned to answer you, I wandered all over the place. But now I'm in step with your word. You are good and the source of good. Train me in your goodness. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.